Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome what to Simple Theology. Theology. Podcast. A podcast. <laughs> You're so dumb. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlick. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I thought I was doing the intro. When did you You think? never let me do the intro. <laughs> Last time you said that, I let you take it the next time. Am I going to have to give it to you the next time? I did it this time. You had to do it next time. Okay. I guess I'll do it next time. Yeah, sounds good. Since you did one third of it this time. Hey, listen, buddy, okay? You welcomed everybody in. Yeah, welcome to Simple Theology, gang. We are so glad you're here. I know Robert usually does it. It feels very robotic. Like he's reading from a script. It's because he is. But I just want to welcome you in. Like I'm welcoming you into our living room. Have a seat. Let's talk about... But in this case, we're welcoming you into my one-car garage. Stinky, smelly one-car garage. Because he's got diapers. No, it's not. That oh, what is it? it? It's dog poop. Okay. Okay. So whenever I just want to tell you something. I grew up in the country. All right, not like middle of nowhere country, but rural America, rural areas. And when I hear about people who are like go around pick up after their dog with their bare hands, not my bare hands, put <laughs> it in their pockets. <laughs> no, when you pick up the crap from your dog and then come put it in your trash can, yeah, like feels so bizarre. I, I get you. I I grew up in a rural area as well. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, you're, half, you're half, a broken man. Half and half. I was in the suburbs probably until I was nine, and then the until real formative years. Like By the time you're eight, 20, they say 21. you're formed as a person. So you're formed. You have no the more suburbs. maturing to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, garage smells like crap. Yeah, it's because in that in that trash can, not trash can. What is that? That be considered a trash can? What? It holds all of our trash from our trash cans. Yeah, it's a trash can. The trash big can. blue thing? Yeah. It's a trash big blue thing with the lid. It's with the wheels. What's in my kitchen is a trash can. Yeah, they're all trash cans. There's got to be like a, a more unique name for the main trash can, right? Yeah, they call it Big Papa. <laughs> Papa Trash. It's a trash can. Oh my god. In Papa Trash, <laughs> there is all kinds of plastic bags filled with dog poop from me walking Neville each morning and when I get home from work and him dumping and me having to pick it up. Well, either way, well, welcome to Gar- Robert's Stinky Garage. We're glad you're here. Good to be here. Today we're talking about um, part two of our series. Five-part series. Five-part series. So, as we go through Tulip, we did the T, Total Depravity. Yeah. We're now in the U for Unconditional Election. Some people call it Sovereign Election. Some people call it Unconditional Choice. Um, it is the doctrine that God has elected or predestined some to be saved. We did do an episode on this a while back, so some of this might sound It wasn't familiar. that far back. It was just a few episodes ago. Well, you know, we're still young. What? You know. When you're younger, things seem more distant. That is true. Like when you're a kid and yeah. things like it's anyway, we're yeah. not getting into that. Um, so some of the stuff might be you might have heard before. But anyway, that's what we're talking about today. All right. Well, let's get a definition. What do you say? I'll take it. <laughs> Back 
quoting the Reverend John Piper. He'd be considered a reverend, right? Reverend Doctor. Right? Reverend Doctor John Piper, yes. Reverend Doctor. I mean, you know, I don't know that their their what? denomination, what their polity is on that. Yeah. I feel like the term... Do you guys have reverends in the CMA? Yeah. So are you a reverend? Um, not officially, but yeah. Can I call you Rev? Kind of like off Remember the Titans? Um, you could, but I'm not that good at football. But I can call you Rev. I would wait like Reverend another, Rick. another month, another month from now, I'll officially be ordained. And then, because I've done all my work and I've gotten like, hey, you will be ordained, but the ceremony hasn't happened. And I would say actually until the ceremony actually happens and they pray over you and they extend the right hand of fellowship, we'll just hold on the whole Reverend talk. For right. me. For Dr. Piper? Sure. Call him Reverend. Reverend Piper. He says this. Reverend Doctor. Reverend Dr. Piper. God's election is an unconditional act of free grace that was given through his son, Jesus, before the world began. By this act, God chose, before the foundation of the world, those who would be delivered from bondage to sin and brought to repentance and saving faith in Jesus. Yeah. So, break it down for us, Rob. So, I think, I think we said that wrong. Those who would be delivered from bondage to sin? I don't know where you're at. Did you type that funny? I copied and pasted, I swear. <laughs> where are we at? Just So in in that definition, it says, those who would be delivered from bondage to sin. I don't even know where you're at, bud. I'm thinking they made a typo. Um, as election second I should pray for The nation of the world, those who would be delivered from bondage. From bondage to sin. Brought. I think it's a typo. From bondage and sin? I'm thinking... Those who would be delivered from bondage and sin. But that's like the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Why would you be delivered from bondage, bondage slash to sin to sin slash okay, bondage? either way. So just the, the, the point is... Okay. <laughs> God suddenly the weeds before the foundation of the world well, you know, you know, who would be delivered from bondage slash sin Dr. John Piper to salvation. with his words anyway. I mean, I don't even know if he knows what a complete sentence is. I'm just kidding. He's got like a degree in like poetry and I mean, super. The guy's brilliant. Brilliant dude. Anyway, yeah. Um, so a couple of clarifications. This does not mean we talk about um, God electing and he chose people to be to be saved. Some people say, well, that's simply foreknowledge. God just looked at the future and said, okay, uh, these are the people who will choose me. Therefore, I will call them or title them my elect. But that's not what we're saying. And we're not saying God picked at random those he would save. Um you know, God in, in his mystery selected some for adoption into his family. His judgment is perfect and just, and it gives him glory. Um, Ephesians 1 says he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Um, so we have to start out understanding that everyone deserves punishment in hell, every single person. So the fact that God saves anyone is pure grace. So when people say, um, well, it's just not fair that God would just, well, the fair thing is that we all go to hell for eternity. Like, that's the fair thing. Does that sound nice? No, it doesn't. It's harsh, but that's the fair thing. But what God does, by his grace, steps in and saves some for heaven. And this gives him glory. And as those who are in the elect um, should create deep humility in us. But this should also encourage evangelism. Um, some people say, well, this just discourages evangelism if you believe. In Frozen chosen, baby. Because, hey, if God's already chosen them, he's going to do it. We need to just sit back and chill. Um, and that's kind of, it's interesting, that's what some of the reformers believed. 
um, in, in England, in Europe, it wasn't until um, some missionaries started actually sending, going forth and saying, hey, like we have to reach the nations until there's a start to be a reformation of their view on this. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting, um, but I just want to, a couple of clarifications. That's not foreknowledge and God picking at random. Um, we all deserve punishment and it should, this should motivate, motivate us for evangelism. Not yeah, I think historically, us. even though, um, like I know, for instance, the Southern Baptist Convention was founded off of a very, very reformed statement of faith, the 1689. Yes. And they were founded as a convention because of their desire for missions. Right. Um, and so understanding that, that they're definitely throughout history have been people who have been all about the frozen chosen and, and all yeah. oh, God's going to take care of it. We just need yep. to trust they'll take care of it. Um, but historically Calvinists, those who <clears throat> embrace the sovereignty of God over all things, including salvation that actually fuels their, their evangelism because they know that there are the elect out there and we just need to go out and proclaim the gospel to them and they will hear. So Rick was so kind, so, so kind to <laughs> put together these show notes and... Put all this work into it. Put a lot of work Stayed into up late, it. Yeah. Didn't spend time with my family. Yeah, just neglected his family for the last couple of weeks putting this whole thing together. <laughs> That's a joke. Hopefully everyone knew that, but we put like, what, maybe 30 minutes into show notes sometimes? These ones are a bit more than 30 minutes. These ones may have been. These are big topics. But... Rick was so kind to give me the... Get on with your sarcasm, please. Just get on with your sarcasm. <laughs> the uh, Rob wants to doozy of a passage oh, of Rob Romans 9. Rob complains to people about Here we go. his job. Are you just going to obey the word or are you going to complain about it? I'm going to complain about it. Anyway, You know Romans what says about complaining? Do nothing. It's grumbling. What is it? Don't grumble about anything. Except for Rick. <laughs> I don't think it's in there. <laughs> It's penciled in in my in my Bible. <laughs> All right, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so Romans nine is a really difficult passage, right? It's it's usually the the gavel that people who get in debates about God's sovereignty, people who believe in God's sovereignty over salvation, they'll just throw Romans nine on the table and be like, "Deal with it." Here's Romans nine, boom. And so there is a uh, still obviously a debate on what Romans 9 is alluding to. A lot of people who do not embrace the sovereignty of God or salvation say that it, it is a reference to nations, so the nation of Israel and those who are not of Israel. Those who uh, do embrace the sovereignty of God over salvation would say, no, that seems like it's a bit of a stretch. It seems like the text is talking about two individuals, Jacob and Esau. And we would land in that camp simply just letting the Bible be the Bible and looking at this passage in context and, and trying to understand what Paul was getting at when he was writing this. It does appear that he's talking about two individuals. And so I'm going to read this passage. It's a long one because Rick was so kind to give me 15 to 18 verses, whatever this is. You don't have to, I mean, you don't have to read it. No, I think it would actually be good to read it. But just Wait. letting the listeners be aware, like, hey, strap yourselves in. Here comes some reading so let me know how i do maybe reading i have a, with maybe rob. I have a I think future rob's gonna do like an audio audible book could we cue the background music please that's pretty jolly background music 
Well, that car was loud. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a car. That's what Are you going to edit that out? Nope, I'm not going to. We like to invite the listeners here in. For, <laughs> welcome to the Rob's Garage. Let's sure, sure hope they don't. Okay. There dun, she dun, goes. Dun, 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 We're just going to wait a little bit until they roll on out. Nope. Oh, check both ways. Lip, lip, there you go. Look Back both out. ways. There you yeah. go. I'm enjoying my iced coffee. She's looking at you. She gave you the stink eye. Where, Jeremy? She's not looking at you now. She's actually a great neighbor. That's good. Yeah. Good. All right. Okay. So stop with your coffee. Here we go. Romans 9, starting in verse 6. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise who are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year, I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had not done anything, either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? I love how he, how Paul immediately knows what they're going to say. Yeah. And, and I feel like even reading this, like in our minds, we're like, wow, that seems, God, God isn't being fair there. But here we are, verse 14. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then, it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me then, here's Paul again, knowing what they're going to say. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. Even us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. As indeed he says in Hosea, those who are not my people, I will call my people. And her who is not beloved, I will call beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. That was a doozy. That's we a had lot. a plane fly over us. Yeah. We had a car start beforehand. Lots of distractions. Lots of distractions. Way to, way to stick with it, Rob. Way to finish Whew. the text. Someone pat my forehead. Does anybody have a towel? Uh, no. Dab the sweat. From my brow. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, okay, so 
just try to unpack trying to unpack a little bit of what that passage says there this isn't going to be exhaustive this is simple theology but he talks about Jacob and Esau before they had ever done anything he says Jacob I love Esau I hated and then Paul responds by saying is there is God being unjust and he essentially says no not at all because God has the right to have mercy on whom he has mercy and compassion on whom he has compassion because at the end of the day everyone has turned away from him mm-hmm. and so for him to have mercy on anyone is incredibly kind right he doesn't owe it to everybody to save them from what they have chosen yeah he if he saves anyone it's completely out of his grace and out of his mercy and then he says in in verse 23 that it's to to make known his glory for the vessels um of wrath that were or sorry that's verse 22 vessels of wrath that were prepared for destruction then verse 23 to make known the riches of his glory for the vessels of mercy which he prepared beforehand, beforehand for glory. A lot there, a lot there. We're yeah. only scratching the surface. But, I mean, to, to sum that up, um, I mean, God, who, who is man to say God, to respond back to God, to say, yeah. you know, why'd you do this or why'd you do that? Um, our human nature wants to do that. And so last episode we talked about total depravity. Like, our human nature is totally about those things and, and asking God. Another you know, one can't ask God questions. That's not the point. But to act as if we know better than God and as if, hey, if, if we could do it, we would do it better. Yeah. Um, that's that's um, that's a dangerous footing if that's where you're at because you're um, kind of denying the deity of, of God. You're, you're, that's the full extent of humanism to elevate yourself. Um, some other verses that we would read, I'm just going to read through some and kind of talk about it as we go. Ephesians 1, 4 through 5 says, even as, he, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Christ Jesus, according to the purpose of his will. So again, this is his, his doing, adopting us. Um, before the foundation before of the world. the foundation of the world yeah he predestined us for adoption and we talked about Ephesians 1 5 earlier in the show then Romans 8 28 and through 29 um, we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose now that's 28 and you can hear verse Romans 8 28 all the time yeah and it's so powerful and it's so true the hard part is it's in context, or that's out of context. We need to look at in context, and in context, it is for those who have been um, elected. And it goes on to say, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. In John eight forty seven, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Hmm. And Jesus is just so clear right there. Like, if you're of God, you're going to hear his word. And you know he's speaking to a sec- or not a, sec- uh, a religious society at that point, and the Pharisees and all these um, quote-unquote men of God. But he's just being very clear that if you don't hear from him, then you're not of him. Yeah. And going back to the, the end of uh, that passage in Romans 9, like, God uses the foolish things. He takes... Um, those who say they, um, 
Those who are not my people, I will call my people. And who who is I love this. And her who was not who was not beloved, I will call beloved. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. There's no reason God should call me beloved. But yet he does because of his grace towards us. And because of that, we can hear God's. Um, and Jesus again replies to the Jews in John 10, 26. It says, but you did not believe because you are not among my sheep. Again, people don't like to hear that, like the sheep and the goats, that there's a separation, yeah. that some people are in, some people are out. But that's God's doing. That's his work, and we give him glory for that. Yeah, and, and let's just be clear. Let us be clear. Let us. I mean, if anything, if nothing else, no, let us, let be, us clear. be clear <laughs> that that God is not forcing anyone to do anything um, against their will. Mm-hmm. And so what we do, we, we do the things that we do out of our desires. Mm-hmm. And because of our depravity, which we talked about in the last episode, we have sinful desires. And so no one who does not know God is saying, man, I just wish God would call me to himself. I so badly want to be part of the elect, but he just hasn't yet. You know, that that's not what's happening. And it's not that anyone who is restraining God and, and trying to go against God is saying, I don't want anything to do with God. He can't call me to himself. He won't do it. And then God pulling them by their, their ankles. I mean, God is changing the hearts of the depraved to give them a new heart, to give them new affections, so that those who are his elect now love him and follow him freely, and those who are not freely continue to choose sin. And so as, as, we're, reading, as we're reading these verses, it, it can be like, man, this is just, this sounds so heavy and so tough to, to swallow. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that God is giving the depraved exactly what they want. Right. And he is changing the desires of the elect so that they will now want him. Yeah. And um, with that, you think about John 15, 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. This is Jesus saying, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Um, Which sounds counterintuitive to the way a lot of people think about Jesus. Hey, you need to choose Jesus. You need to choose in, in Christ chose them and and they followed him um and as because he chose them as you said he regenerates their lot their heart and he desires to do that with with um us as well and he will do that he'll complete that work based on ephesians 1 6 and ephesians uh 1 3 or philippians 1 6 yeah philippians 1, this 6, is ephesians it. 1 3 through 6 bless me the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. It said gin. Blessing. Gin. There's no gin in here. Every spiritual passage. blessing. In parentheses, gin. Rick really enjoys his gin. Oh, my. Um, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. And again, this this idea that we can't keep, keep going back to this in Ephesians 1, that 
Um, this is out of love that Christ has done this for us, and it's a blessing for us, and it is predestined. So this is God's unconditional election, not based on our foreknowledge, not based on our abilities, but because he, for some reason, I have no idea why. Like, it rattles my brain when I try to think, why Why was I born in America? Why was I born to um, a two-parent home? Why did I grow up? My parents both came to the Lord when I was young. Why did that happen? Um, there's so many things, and I have no idea why. I'm not just going to chalk it up to random chance. I'm not going to pat myself on the back and say, hey, good job. I'm an American. That's that's on me. Like, I didn't choose to be born here or anywhere. That's just how it worked out. I didn't choose to be um, in a... In a a godly raising a godly home that just happened, um, but I, 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 that should create deep gratitude in my heart. Um, it's important that I view those things as a blessing from God. Yeah. Not that I'm better. I mean, I mean those those things those things just being um, almost common graces. You know what I mean? They're just yes. so kind for God to cut for God to do those things yeah. in your life. But how much how much kinder for Him to then save you? Yep. You know what I mean? No matter what country you're from, no matter what kind of home you were born into i mean the ultimate grace being the salvation that we receive in christ but okay we just went through a ton of verses yeah so take a deep breath that's a lot all right drink some gatorade uh they say gatorade's not that good for you actually really why is that i think it's because it has so much sugar in it it does have a lot of sugar i mean it might be good but like not all the time yeah something that we may have already touched but i think is we just need to gloss over real quick is the fact that this is unconditional election um we talked about election a couple episodes ago and we just went over some verses that do hit on the doctrine of election but just to to real briefly explain what the unconditional aspect is it's the fact that we were elected that we were brought into salvation not because of anything that we have done or would do but only because of god's free choice and grace and mercy extended to us yeah, so we, there, there's we no conditions okay if you're listening i must have zoned out there you're paying attention yeah at all. I'm, i must if have you cared at all it was in the definition do. it was in the clarification piece yeah, it's okay. okay well yeah, whatever. it's all right it's whatever well, yeah you know no i mean it was but, there but, but to clarify there. you know i mean it's there like it's good, i'm, I'm good thing clarifying, i'm clarifying but, so i'm not like, sure it was there i'm not sure if we had earlier so why is this all important uh, okay, well... It frees us from the burden of winning someone Go ahead and read this, the script. Right? Our task is to share the gospel <laughs> with him. Christ will do the soul saving. So it's important that we do that because it frees us from the burden. We talked about that in Tone of Pravity. We talked about it in the sovereignty of God. Um, here's another big thing. Uh, God saves people that we would write off. We look at people and say, dude, they're not coming to Christ. Dude, there's no way that person would have you know ever come. Um, short little story. I know we're running out of time. But I remember hearing a story about missionaries in Asia witnessing, and they were witnessing to prostitutes. And, um, you know, time after time, the prostitutes just saying, no, like, there's no way, like, you know, that'd be nice. But they just didn't believe that God would save them or God loves them or that they could become Christians. And they and the missionaries are kind of, like, worn out. And they finally go back, and, and they're reformed, and they said, okay, these pro- like, what if we told you that God has already chosen you? What if we told you that he's done all the work and he already plans on redeeming you? And it changed everything. the way, Because for some reason, the way they articulated that, it shifted the weight from the, the those girls to it was done. Hmm. Yeah. And they accepted Christ. 
left wow. to life prostitution. I mean, it's just a phenomenal story. But wow. it, it changes how we view people because God. Yeah, I mean, all the time when we're sharing the gospel, people are like, oh, I can never become a Christian because then I have to give up X, Y, Z. Right. As if like there are these conditions that first need to be met for you to call yourself a Christian. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Which there, there are. But it, you, yeah, you in, can't, you in don't regards to repentance those. and faith. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, you have to get rid of these certain right. things or you have to do these certain things before you can enter into mm-hmm. God's favor. God's favor is given to us freely yeah. through Christ. Another cool thing is that um, it talks about in Revelation 7, 9, that the day... <laughs> <laughs> Just take it everything. <laughs> um, it says in Revelation 7, 9, after that I looked to be... This is um, John. I looked to behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from every tribe and people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And just the idea that God is going to save people from every nation and tribe. Every language will be there. So if you're a racist, if you're prejudiced, mm. uh, tough luck because in glory, yeah. there will be you'll be worshiping with the bride of Christ. And that bride is made from people from every nation, every tribe, every language. Yeah. And that is awesome. Yep, yep. But then also, which we've already covered, because Rick so kindly said so. Um, and then I so kindly clarified a little bit more. That was so kind of you. So kind. You're you know, kind. If, if I'm anything, it's kind. Uh, that this Rob should also... nothing if it isn't at least kind. <laughs> yeah. This should also create a sense of gratitude uh, in our hearts that, that God has yeah. saved us, not because of anything that we've done for those who are in Christ, not because of anything that we've done, uh, but because of what Christ has done. And we are now brought into his family and, and we just get to sit back and marvel at what God has done for us. Yeah. Um, so, based on the last episode, these are, these points go together, these the doctrines of grace. Because man is totally depraved, it leaves man hopeless in the pursuit of finding God. Yeah. Um, because you're hopeless, I mean, you're totally depraved, there's no other options. God has to, he then chose who he would select out of the, those who are depraved. And because of that, um, some are elected and, and brought into the family of God. It's important that we understand that first you are depraved and you're in desperate need. But by God's grace, he came and he elected some and, and adopted them and lavished their grace, his grace upon them in their lives. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Mick. I love that you said that it's the answer to yeah. that problem of depravity because yeah. that's so true. Like we're completely depraved. We can't save ourselves. And so we're completely dependent on an outside source. Yep. And God sovereignly intervenes. And this comes out, I know we're running out of time, this comes out quickly when you start talking to people about their view on grace and whether or not the Lord, like you can kind of get a feel. Are they trying to do this on their own? Or do they view themselves in a, in a higher view than they should? Because um, if they think it's on them to, to earn their salvation or a little bit, or that, hey, they actually weren't that bad, um, it's clear that they don't understand these these doctrines. Yeah. So Rob, what's the main takeaways? Uh, first one is that God does the saving work, not us. So if you're patting yourself on the back, thinking that because of the things that you've done, because of your resume, that God is going to be pleased with you, then you're in for a rude awakening. God does the saving work, not us. And then also that this is God's sovereign will to bring people to salvation. It's not because they've deserved it, mm-hmm. but because he is kind and he is gracious and he is merciful. And it is God who is the one who is fully just in electing anybody because nobody deserves it, right? So the fact that he would bring anybody in Mm -hmm. is 
nothing but pure yeah. grace. Then the last main takeaway would be that this doctrine of election, of unconditional election, should motivate us in our evangelism to sh- go out and share the gospel, that there are the elect out there whom God has called and will call to himself. And we read, I think it's in Romans 10, that they respond to the hearing of the gospel, that how will they believe unless someone mm. yeah. preaches? And so we must go and, and share the gospel because that's the way that people come to faith. And God has promised us that his elect are out there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so this is, a, a, again, a big topic. Uh, we do have another episode on that. So check that out as well. And uh, we, we're going to link some articles in the show notes, just some resources just again with all these doctrines, um, for some, for most people, they take months and years to process through. Uh, for some people, this just smacks them in the face. This is not what they believe. This is not what they were um, grew up believing or were taught. Um, and so it takes a process of searching the scriptures, searching how you view God, and, and wrestling with that before you can um, embrace these. Uh, you got something you want to share? Cause I think you no, I was just trying Bible to make sure in. that I quoted that right. And yeah. It is Romans 10, Romans yeah. 10, 14, and 15. So yeah, that is um, unconditional election. Like I said, we did total depravity, unconditional election. Um, next episode talks about limited atonement. So hope you guys can check that out as well. Um, if you liked today's episode and you think someone else would, please share it. Leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you leave us a review... We would love to give you a shout-out, all right? If you have any questions or comments or you want to add some a thought or give us advice, um, if you want to talk about Rob's stinky garage and his trash cans, <laughs> you can connect with us, mostly Rob, because I'm not on uh, social media anymore, at Simple Theology, on Facebook at Simple Theology, Twitter at Simple Theology underscore. Check out our website, simpletheology.org. Hey, guys. Hey, guys, real quick. If you go to our website, simpletheology.org, and scroll to the bottom, I think it's in the bottom left, you can recommend some topics that you would like to see us hit on. We have never gotten a recommendation. We have not. And that's probably because we don't have a lot of listeners. But hey, be that first one. 20,000 people. I think someone would give us a recommendation. Yeah. (laughs) Good one. Okay, it's (laughs) 15,000. But look, that means that if you go on there, you're going to be the one that we see. And we're going to say, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and touch on this. So if you have any topics that you would like to see us touch on, yeah. then go to our website, scroll down. I think it's I think it's in the bottom left. And just go ahead and fill out that form. Let us know what you would like to see us talk about on the show. There you go, simpletheology.org. Also on the website, if you desire to support us, you can um, hit up our Patreon page via the website. Also, if you just go to Patreon and, and look for Simple Theology, we're there. Also, we have a deal going with Audible. Um, Audible is a audio book company. Um, and so if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash simpletheology, uh, you can sign up for a trial there and you get a free book out of it. We get a kickback. If you don't like it, you can cancel it and no charge to you yeah, within the first month. Help help us out and also help out that, that small little mom and pop startup, Audible, you know, they're, they're is, a little try is, hard company. Which is owned by that a little bit smaller mom and pop company called Amazon. Yeah. I mean, you probably haven't heard of them because of... How the new they are to to the scene, <laughs> uh, but we have a really good feeling that they're going to make a splash. So, help them out, guys. Yeah. Are you, are you... Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs>
Rick was motioning with his hands, sideways peace sign. Um, he's very white, so that did not fit. But anyways, peace out. <laughs>